0: You're listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast with me, your host, Sandra Garlick. A podcast where I chat to women in business who share their knowledge and their business journey, including their top tips, especially for you. But not only that, you'll hear their inspirational stories too, the real authentic version. Because life and business is actually a roller coaster. I'm the founder of Woman Who and I help you to power up your personal brand and get visible. I teach you the simple steps to get where you want to be. I help you to find your story and create the opportunities for you to share it confidently on stage, in print, and in other media. I'm delighted to bring this podcast to you each week to inspire and motivate you so that you can achieve in the future. I'll be sharing my knowledge, insights and stories too. Enjoy this week's podcast. Woman Who Chat is sponsored by Grow Radio. Grow Radio is an online radio station dedicated to bringing you a different podcast on the hour, every hour. I'm proud that Woman Who Chat is played on Grow Radio every Tuesday at 3 p.m. and Friday at 8 a.m. and to be part of their podcasting community. If you want to listen to the station, explore their shows, get your podcast onto Grow Radio and check out many of the blogs to improve your podcasting skills. So head over to growradio.uk today. Welcome to Woman Who Chat, and today I'm chatting with Lynn Lapworth of eco for all Hello, Lynn. Hi, Sandra. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I Before we get into this whole conversation about sustainability, which is your thing, and it's a bit of mine too, just tell us exactly what you do and a bit about your journey really as to how you arrived here. Gosh,
1: I could go quite far back. I'll give you the short version. Okay. So probably at 17 years old. So Quite a number of years ago, I kind of came across vivisection posters and all of that sort of thing and was a bit horrified and the ethical me was born. So from then on, really, I was really careful about the companies that I bought from. And then obviously, bit by bit over the years, we've heard more about climate change, the impact we on the environment. And then 11 and a half years ago, I had my daughter and that really made me think about the future. So we have been living sustainably as possible at home for for coming up 12 years, probably. And then I had people asking me questions about where I bought things from. How do I do that? And and, what do you think about this company? And then the real kind of thing that just resonated with me was somebody that said, it's really expensive being eco-friendly, isn't it? And that that just horrified me. So from then on, I vowed to make it my mission to make sustainable living as affordable as possible. And here we are.
0: (laughs) Here you are with eco for all So when did you start the business? Has it been going a long time? No, not really. It's just over a couple of
1: years that I actually registered it, founded the business, but I spent quite a bit of time figuring out what that looked like. So yes, I know there's lots of areas that people can make small changes in at home, but how do I structure that. So I took a bit of time, used from friends and family members as guinea pigs. My mum, who, at least you won't mind saying, is in her mid-70s, has made some really significant changes, which I'm quite proud of her for, obviously. So what it now looks like is a series of online sessions, all live with me at the minute. So they're themed. So I start with cleaning and laundry, because that's kind of, you know, a really nice, easy in. But they are on themes such as reducing plastic packaging in the food shopping, reducing food waste, and um, recycling, technology. There's, there's obviously a whole host of areas, beauty and bathroom, you know, gift shopping, those sorts of things. And then the key bit that really adds value is in between all of that, I offer like a personal WhatsApp chat. So I basically people's eco personal shopper because that's how they
0: really learn the skills themselves. Yeah. It's <laughs> interesting because, you know, I, I went through a sustainability programme myself, uh, which is great that, you know, they're offering this for companies. Um, But when you're an individual, when you're a sole trader or when whether you're a solopreneur, you think you can't make a difference. And people sitting at home will think, well, what can I do? I'm only one person. Uh, but I don't think they realise if every one person did something, then yeah. we'd be leaving a better future for our descendants, wouldn't we? absolutely
1: this the is that very famous phrase isn't there oh it's only one straw said eight billion people you yeah. know so if we remove that one straw or that one plastic toothbrush or you know that one piece of plastic packaging that's eight billion people across the planet having, having a small impact yeah.
0: and it, it's it's interesting because I I looked at what I was doing I mean I, I I'm sustainable but I'm not totally sustainable you know because I like what I like and I buy it but yeah. I've rethought the way that I purchase you know with clothes now I look for sustainable brands you know my car I've just switched to electric, electric. say that's not sustainable but we, you know it's a whole different debate yeah. and, you know it's making those little small changes and thinking well yes okay I'm only one person but I can make a difference
1: this is it and that's actually the area that I focus on so because we're all busy we're all overwhelmed. There's so much life admin. So I break it down and, and it's, it is the small changes. It's the manageable swaps. It's maybe just introducing a couple of nice new brands that are, that do things a bit better. But like you say, you know, we, we can all do a few things and then that that mounts up. And ultimately it finds that, you know, you've, you've made mindset changes and you're looking at things a different way. And then, you know, a few months later, you're sort of you
0: know, on a, a real road to sustainability, and it's a thing. I mean, I, I occasionally purchase carrier bags, but I reuse and reuse them. Um, I've always got one in the car, so I don't buy another one. I've always got one in my handbag, so I don't buy another one. And it's just those little things that I think consciously I'm more aware of now. You know, and using public transport as well. You know, it's. Getting the train to Birmingham rather than driving and just thinking, oh, you know, can I do this a different way? Or is there a different way that I can perhaps think about, you know, my environment environmental impact?
1: Yeah. And the answer is always, there's always a better option, always a better decision to be made. Um, I it sounds really geeky, but I don't make a decision now without thinking about the impact or the end game or where that will end up, you know, so there's um it's just embedded; it's in my
0: DNA now. So, um,
1: yeah, I, I just uh, yeah want to help people do the same.
0: So, you know, I was reading up uh, recently about people wanting to make a difference but not knowing where to start. Obviously, can't talk to you. Um, but me. you know, people that just want a couple of tips and things. I mean, people were talking about pre-loved clothes and things like that. The waste, and I saw uh, the picture. I don't know. If it was you shared the picture. It was me of the the retail dump in the mountains, uh, the Chilean mountains. And basically it was all the stock of fashion that hadn't sold and it was just dumped in the mountains there to do whatever it does. And it probably won't sort of, you know, go into the landscape and be sustainable. It will just sit there and it will, you know, eventually become a problem when it washes down the mountain and into the rivers and into the sea massively
1: because of course most of those sorts of clothing are man-made fibers and of course that now breaks down into microplastics so which is a whole other thing (laughs) but yeah i know it was a shocking image wasn't it
0: i'm briefly interrupting this podcast Have you ever watched a speaker on stage and thought, I'd love to do that one day? Have you wondered how they stand on stage and speak without notes so confidently? Do you wish that could be you? Then you need to attend the One Day Speaker Bootcamp on Sunday the 5th of November in Warwickshire. It's a day packed full of content and you'll walk away with a blueprint for a keynote speech that you can deliver confidently on stage time and time again book your place at womanwho.co.uk forward slash events. There's also monthly payment options available. Now back to the podcast. Somebody wanted to just sort of dip their toe in the water as it were and just start looking into this or perhaps think well what one thing could I do where would you suggest they start? Okay so there's a really
1: easy one and this one kind of is obvious when you sit and think about it but not so much kind of when you're just rushing around from day to day so one of the things that I sort of really strongly suggest is that just on your kitchen bin at home just put the word landfill. Yeah, so I have a sticker that just says landfill so that you remember every time you put something in, that then will end up in landfill. And you know that, you know, that's going to be growing. And it's just a shift in, in mindset, i say. So So that's a
0: really kind of obvious place to start, but it's just, it's just that reminder. Um, one th- big thing I have noticed, my wheelie bins get taken out. Alternate weeks, once a fortnight, you know, my blue top bin, which is my recycling bin that goes out once a fortnight, along with my garden waste. And then the alternate week is my general waste. And I'm finding that I'm not filling those anymore and that they're not going out every fortnight. Especially especially my blue bin, because what things like if I went to the supermarket, I'd be putting things in bags, I'd have lots of plastic containers for things or whatever. But I'm actually choosing because I eat what I call sustainably as well. I mean, I grow my own vegetables and salads in, in the summer. You know, my, the uh, kit. Yeah. So, yep. you know, I've just been out and picked some lettuce leaves, you know, to have with some salad for some lunch. And yep. it's interesting that had I gone to the supermarket, I would have bought salad in a packet. That packet would have gone into my general waste and would have got thrown away, you know, and leftover foodstuffs and things like that. Whereas yep. if I go to my own hydro veg or I go to my local greengrocer, you know, I buy the food I need and the food I want. So quite more often than not, because I live on my own, I shop not daily, but I shop per meal rather than shopping for a, a whole week and then end up throwing half of it away. And yeah. I have these So it's little things like that, isn't it? It
1: really is. It really is. I mean, so the, the journey that we've been on, I mean, you know, a, a few years ago we were putting our bin out every time the bin men were coming past because I've been doing so much work and being so mindful of it, we have yet to put our bin out. We've put it out once so far this year, the general waste bin, and it will probably be three, maybe four times over the 12 months that we'll be putting our general waste bin out. So, but it's, it's nowhere near as difficult as it sounds. This is the thing. It's just a few shopping habit tweaks, a few mindset tweaks, you know, introducing a few new routines, those sorts of things. And it just builds up. It just builds up. I mean, I'm monitoring it, obviously, because I'm conscious of it. But it's it kind of it crept up, and yeah, it's quite quite
0: proud of it. To be honest. I think what, what has been sad is there were a, a, a plethora of these pop up shops in the local areas uh, that sold refillables. So you could go along with your container and just get your top ups for whatever it was you wanted. And a lot of them are closed down because they just haven't been supported.
1: Yeah. Well, you see, this goes back to the, oh, you know, the eco-friendly living's really expensive because there is that mindset. And yes, they're small independents, but they are selling things without the packaging. So yes. you're saving the cost of the packaging. You know, probably another really good tip is if you want to shop in one of these zero waste stores is save your cereal packets. You know, the, the, the little plastic bags out of your cereal packets because they're much lighter to take. And easier to refill and bring home and then you can decal them into pretty jars or whatever you'd like to you know display them in at home but for the staple things they are so competitive they really are competitive and a lot of the products might seem maybe a little bit more expensive but maybe that's just because they last longer you know so it's just looking at it with a different perspective but the i'm quite lucky i've got three zero waste stores in fairly close proximity and they are the friendliest people you will get the best customer service experience at these shops so there's an online directory where you can look up your nearest zero waste store but they have got to be supported they really have it's critical for all our features so yeah i would highly recommend looking them up
0: And let's look at recycling, because recycling clothes, you've got, you know, online things such as Vinted now and things like that, where you can recycle, you've got the charity, although a lot of charity shops uh, won't take anymore because they got the the fallout of the pandemic, you know, everybody cleared out during the pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. Still, stop in fact the ones by me have stopped accepting because they've just got an abundance of of clothing and all sorts but yes I mean the clothes banks are there you know there's lots of places like that online resources such as vinted and yeah. people do it is acceptable now to buy pre-loved clothes isn't it massively so I mean I know that the sort of the younger generation shall we say
1: they're always on on the likes of vinted and there is I I do have like a sustainable gift shopping session where I teach you how to get the best out of vinted and even use that in the most sustainable way because there are tips and tricks for vinted but my daughter who's 11 going on 14 she's like mummy if I do this and this job around the house can I buy something vinted so she'll go through my account and favorite things and then she's doing jobs her chores so she can buy pre-loved my kids I haven't bought them new clothes for I think it's coming up five years maybe more than five years so and it's so much easier and so much more affordable yeah you know, I, I kitted They're myself wear-
0: out sorry Sandra yes yeah, so let suppose they wear them and then you can put them back on vintage or wherever and yeah. and recycle again if they haven't worn them out Definitely. I mean, I bought a whole
1: new wardrobe because now we're doing face to face a little bit more and had the pleasure of meeting you on Sunday. You know, I needed to sort of update my wardrobe and I bought eight or nine items, like a monsoon dress with a tag on that cost me £25. Brand right. new, that would have been over a hundred. So it, it's just remembering that those make it so much more affordable.
0: Um, and, you know, we are a society where we do buy stuff online. And I've done it myself and I've gone through my clothes and I have got stuff with the tag still on. You know, I, I quite often buy something and think, I'll get into that one day. <laughs> um, and never do. So and, you know, if you can yeah. put on a site and they are brand new clothes. I mean, yeah. I get something rather than it's sitting doing nothing in the wardrobe. I'll get something for it. I'll create space and then it gets recycled and, and moves its way. Um, <laughs> and it's just a lot, lot better. So. Yeah. What other things should we be looking at then? So we can look at the home. We can look at, as you say, the different rooms in our home, what we're using, what we're putting on ourselves, what we're wearing, what we're as yep. skin products, what we're using as washing products. Oh,
1: so much. I mean, I, I'm really reluctant to say it, but what we eat and the one area I would say spend more in is on what you eat. Yeah. Because actually, if you sit and think about the process of growing crops, it's really labour-intensive. You've got to have the right amount of water, the right weather conditions. You've got to invest in the nutrients in the soil, and it's awful to say because there's a cost of living crisis, but we do not pay enough for the food that we eat. The fresh fruit and veg, mm. we don't pay enough for it. And if you grow your own, you actually know what's involved. You know, keeping the bugs away. You've got to make sure that it's the right water you know, it's just it's so critical that we actually appreciate the food that we eat so mm. really looking at if you can't afford to buy organic then growing your own um we've grown some tomatoes with uh, my seven-year-old son we got him involved we didn't even need to buy seeds we just chopped a tomato in half it's got the seeds inside it mm. so we picked three different brands spread them out into pots We now have 40 tomato plants. (laughs) So I've been giving them away. (laughs) We've given some to my son's school as well. It's just so easy. So if you can afford a bag of compost, you can afford to grow your own
0: absolutely yeah and it's just the seedlings once you get them started there's no stopping them I've got tomatoes in my hydro veg and the tomatoes are there so they're ready they just need to ripen now but even at the end of the season when I crop them all I I can't keep up with the amount that I produce I I make tomato chutney I I make some soups I can freeze things down I could I've even got a a nifty way of doing sun-dried tomatoes in the oven but it's a and I I, yeah share that with me I do different things and, you know, there's a way of keeping things. And then what I do with my soil, when I wash the soil off, because I have to wash the soil off the plants to put them in the hydro bed. The lady that comes and Sue Tonks is a member of my academy. She shows me that actually that water, put it back on the plants in the garden don't throw it down the drain. That's good. There's, there's nutrients in there for the plants, you know, f- keep recycling the water as well. So, definitely. Well, yeah. did you know? So, if you save the water from when
1: you cooked pasta or rice or even vegetables, if you save that water, there's a lot of nutrients in there that you can put on your plants. So, yeah, yeah, don't waste your your pasta water. I mean, there's some tips that say you can actually wash your dishes with pasta water, but I prefer to put it on my plants, to be quite honest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It's fascinating talking to you. And obviously, we'll put the links to your website and everything so people can find out more and perhaps, you know, further their sustainability journey with you. But I always like to ask my guests to leave my audience with a top tip or piece of advice. So what would that be?
1: okay. I've given away a few. So here's an easy one that I shared at the beginning of the year, because I do a Tuesday top tip. So that's just for people that maybe haven't got the time to perhaps think about my course. So don't know whether you class it as a top tip, but simply putting the pan when you're cooking, put the lid on, because that means you're boiling your water quicker. And then you can turn it off again a few minutes before it's finished cooking and it will carry on cooking. And that will save, say, five minutes energy per day, but that then amounts to a couple of hours a week, 24 hours over a year, you know, so it's just, it's just thinking about those little saves and how much they mount up to, especially when you get a whole household doing something, you know, I've got a client that have halved the amount of clothes washing that they do because of some of the tips that I've shared in a book.
0: And that in turn has the impact on the energy bills because they are at the peak at the moment. So some of these tips, which will actually be more sustainable, will actually save energy as well?
1: Yeah, and time. And when you wash your clothes, they degrade slightly. So you're making your clothes last longer, you know, so you can reduce the amount you're washing. There you go, there's a couple of tips. Then, yeah, it, it has so many benefits. So many wins you know but less ironing less washing less water less energy less microplastics just yeah so well, many wins. I'd, I'd encourage
0: our audience to to connect with you and to find out more and obviously to do your course it's been great chatting to you lynn that's lynn Lapworth from eco for all thank you thanks Thank you for listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Join me next week for more inspiration, learning and top tips. In the meantime, visit womanwho.co.uk to find out how you can start your Woman Who journey or even feature on a future podcast. You can also join the Woman Who Achieves community on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. There, you'll get the opportunity to network, find support and make new connections with over a thousand women in business. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's podcast. And if there are any topics you would like to hear, just get in touch with me, your host, Sandra Garlic.